all too often I hear people complaining about why can't I be like everybody else and just eat whatever I want or how come it's so easy for them to lose weight and I struggle so much with my weight. Today I want to talk about why we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist and the reason I make these videos is to help people to understand that your mental health and physical health come together to create that overall sense of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful, please consider subscribing. So the first idea, why can't I be like everybody else? Here's the joke. You are. Our body reacts to food like everybody else. Alright, so if you are human and you ingest carbohydrates, chances are your body is going to do some processes to put those carbohydrates away. And dependent on your family's background and your ability to store fat, you're going to do something. You're either going to store those carbohydrates as fat, increasing the size of your body, or you're going to have some other negative reaction to those carbohydrates if they cannot be stored as fat. So you are like everybody else because those types of reactions we all share. So we're going to do one of those. I want to make sure that when you're, and, and we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people, but if you're going to, let's make sure that we compare apples and apples, right? Because if I'm going to say, oh, why can't I be like everybody else, but I'm 50 and I'm comparing myself to a 30-year-old who's sitting there eating, scarfing back a hamburger and fries and whatever. Well, of course I can't do that. I'm 20 years ahead of that person. My metabolism is not at the space that their metabolism might be at if we're both eating a similar lifestyle. Standard American diet. Okay. So I need to accept that I'm further ahead in the story. So if I'm comparing myself to someone younger, if I'm comparing myself to a man, again, it's not a fair comparison. Of course, a man of my age can still eat in standard American diet. So we're comparing, can still eat more junk than I will be able to. And it will not affect or it will not look like it's affecting him the same way because he has more muscle mass and he has, right? So again, bodies are different. There are differences. And even if I compare myself to myself, what I would have been able to eat, but let's say two years ago versus... 22 years ago, completely different, right? Even myself to myself, my body has aged. My ability to metabolize food had changed. Things were different. Why can't I do like everybody else sets me up to not be focusing on how can I do better today in the, why can't I be like everybody else? The other issue that I see is misunderstanding that everybody's ability to store fat is different. So some people have the ability that their fat stores can store quite a bit. Some people can get up to 400 pounds in storage and still metabolically not have diabetes or now they'll have other issues from carrying that much weight, but not have heart disease, not have um, diabetes, not have, um, so not have some of the issues that, for example, someone who can only store an extra 70 or 100 pounds would start having much sooner. So what I'm trying to explain is I can have person A and person B eating the exact same diet. Person A ends up weighing 200 pounds and starts to have metabolic issues showing themselves versus person B gets to 400 pounds before they start to have metabolic issues showing themselves. And the difference being that obviously the more carbohydrates my body can put away as fat, the safer I am from metabolic issues. I know that seems counterintuitive, but putting the sugar away gets it out of my bloodstream, which makes it safer for me. So being able to store more fat means that 
in terms of self-preservation, my body can protect itself more than someone who cannot store a lot of fat because that means you're going to get into the diabetes, heart disease, hypertension scenario, uh, maybe Alzheimer's, maybe all those things faster than someone who can store more fat. Then we have the, well, why is it so easy for that person to lose weight and it's such a struggle for me and that's not fair? Again, I feel like we assume that if someone shows consistency, if someone shows um, dedication, commitment to an idea and they move forward with it, that it was easy. You know, it took me five months to lose 70 pounds. I wasn't trying to lose weight. Just put this in perspective. I was trying to heal my hip. My hip was healed. I would say within the first month and a half, it felt better by two months. It felt like gone. So why did I continue with this way of eating? Because I learned that carbohydrates caused that problem. Now in the course of healing my hip, my knees started to feel better, my elbows, my shoulders, my neck, all the things that had been bothering me for so many, my back, all the things that had been bothering me for so many years started to feel better. So it made sense to me to keep moving forward with the way that I was eating. Did I end up losing weight? Yes. Did I lose weight in five months? Yes. Was it easy? I still needed to learn a new, completely new way of eating, which meant that I had, oh my goodness, I had to start cooking. Anybody who knows me knows I hate cooking. So that was not easy. Um, And I cook daily now. So is that easy for me? No, it's not. Um, I had to make a lot of changes. I had to, I had to get over the idea that in my life moving forward i would not eat coconut bread or pudding again those are two cakes that my mother makes and she makes them the best of anybody in our family and i'm not going to eat those things again i had to put my mind around that idea but you know what the trade of feeling like this compared to i'm not going to eat those things again I made that trade. And since I've gone keto, I haven't had it. Now, am I going to say that's a forever thing? I pretty much think it's a forever thing. I actually feel like if I tried it now, it wouldn't taste right to me because sweet things bug me. But at the beginning, when I made that decision, I didn't know that my taste buds were going to change this much. And I still made that decision that I'm not going to eat that. And parties have happened between then and now. The bread was there. I didn't have any. I smelt it. Smelled good. I didn't eat it. We're all the same. I had to commit to this lifestyle. I had to say, this is what I'm doing so that I could feel good. I did that. That was my choice. You have your choices to make, but don't say it's easy. Don't say because that person committed and that it was easy. I had to choose health over taste. And I decided to do that. I committed to the idea because you know what? It doesn't matter what occasions are happening or holidays. I will never take a holiday from my health. It's something that I'm committed to because I want to be able to live the life I want to live. And not being able to run for those months that I wasn't able to run was a wake-up call. Taste does not matter as much as being able to run, being able to snowboard, being able to longboard, being able to ski, being able to play with my daughter outside and run around with her on our boards and know that I can keep up. That's more important to me than eating a piece of cake. What I've learned is that things that I didn't know were hurting me actually were. And as a matter of fact, they weren't just hurting me, they were killing me. And I was unaware. I was on a regular basis, poisoning myself and not aware. And 
until I became aware, I couldn't change it. But now that I know, how can I possibly go back to hurting myself? Which is what would I be doing if I chose to go back and eat those foods again? I'd be hurting myself. Now, am I going to say that I'm never going to have a glass of wine again or never going to have a sip of beer? I can't say that right now. I've, I've had wine in the last year. But is it a regular thing that I do on a regular basis? No. So is it is it safe for me to say that there could be an occasion where I might taste a piece of cake? Sure, I could say that because I had wine. Right? But I can guarantee you that I wouldn't pull a haul off a cigarette and I wouldn't I wouldn't sniff some cocaine. Those things are not interesting to me. So again, I go back to why would I go and eat something that I know is sweet unless there was a really, really, really good reason for it? And I'm waiting to see what that really, really, really good reason would be. And I'll trust me, if I find that good reason, I'll let you guys know. But up until this point in time, I haven't found that reason. I want to point out something. When I was eating all those carb-heavy foods, I actually thought they were healthy for me. I learned that they weren't, but I thought they were. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been doing it. You have no idea what people are going through when you see them in their process of losing weight. So they're losing it, you're watching them, and you don't know what's going through their mind. Are they committed to the diet because they're afraid to die? Are they starving all the time but they're not saying anything? Are they thinking about food 24-7 and suffering through that? You don't know. You have no idea. And when you're doing a diet like that, it is a diet. You are torturing yourself to get to an end goal. And one of the things I've mentioned a bunch of times is that when you torture yourself to get to an end goal, the chance that you are able to continue. So once I reach the weight the doctor says, or once I solve the inflammation that I was living, once I, as soon as that thing is gone, will I be able to continue forward doing this thing? And most people cannot. If your only reason for dieting is to lose weight, if your only reason for dieting is to stop a problem, and you're looking at it as that, I'm going to do this diet, I'm going to stop the problem, and then I can go back to my life. You will go back to your life. And when you go back to your life, you will resume harming yourself. You will resume introducing the negative back into your life. I want my wellness warriors to understand that that's a bad idea. I want you to be healthy, not only today, but long into the future. And to be healthy long into the future, you need to really plan it out and think about what's better for me. Why am I really doing this? Am I doing this strictly to be thin or do I want to live a happy, healthy life long into the future? There's so many people that I see online vacillating between eating healthy and then eating garbage and then eating healthy and then eating garbage. And it's like they're putting themselves, first of all, in a yo-yo dieting situation, which is absolutely not healthy. Usually when we yo-yo diet, we end up at a higher weight than we were when we started dieting initially. It's a bad thing to do for yourself. What we need to really understand is that the damage that's being done to our bodies by carbohydrates is the kind of damage that is slow, lasts over time. But on top of that, it's motivated by dopamine and endorphins being released in your body that kind of pushes you to want to eat something that you know is not good for you. It pushes you to want to eat something that's harming you. It's called addiction. And if we don't accept these pieces of the puzzle and understand that we are all human, food affects us the same way. And there's certain levels of this that we don't have control over. Some things we control, some things we do not. It's for you to learn what parts I control and then do the things that are going to help you to change your life. We need to stop trying to pretend that eating excessive carbohydrates is normal because it isn't. We need to stop pretending that eating excessive carbohydrates is a good way to fuel ourselves because it isn't. You need to understand that when you eat carbs, they hurt your body. 
Now, like I said, some people have more tolerance than others, and that's fine. But understand that underlying that tolerance you have, you're still putting a poor quality substance in your body for energy when there are better options out there. We didn't know how bad cigarettes were going to be for us until we were 20, 30, 40 years down the road. We've already seen by watching what's happened in the last 20, 30, 50 years, how bad carbohydrates have been for our bodies. Let's do something today to have a better, healthier body today. You wouldn't put regular gas in a car where the manufacturer specifically says, put premium, right? You wouldn't even put medium. If you specifically said put premium, you'd put premium. Why are we feeding ourselves a low quality food of car with carbs when there's fats available that are healthier for us, that both our bodies and our brains use much more efficiently, and that they do not lead to the inflammation, they do not lead to the fat storage, and they do not lead to the health complications that eating carbs leads to. Let's do the thing that's going to help us to be healthier and eat better quality food. I really hope you found this video helpful. All my wellness warriors out there, I want you to do the thing that's going to help you to live a healthier, happier life. Please consider subscribing. I'd love to see you back next week. If you don't know, I do have a Patreon account. And if you thought this kind of video was helpful and helped you to make some changes in your life, please consider going over to my Patreon and contributing to the production of future videos. I want to thank every one of you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I love making these videos for you guys because I want to inspire everybody to be at a better health. If you're at a better health, healthy weight will follow. Thanks for watching. Have a good day.